Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews, author interviews and book reviews. How are you doing today? I am. I'm having a day and a half. You know those days where you wake up and you just know, you just know it's not going to go well. And today has not been going well. Everything, everything that could go wrong will go is going wrong, apart from the interview that I've just done. So thank goodness for that. But I've got something happening later on today that is, for me, a very, very big deal. In fact, I'm just checking my email <laughs> just to check it's still happening because I'm so nervous that something is going to go wrong with this thing. No, it's still all happening. So there's something happening later today that is a very big deal for me. And it's fair to say the old nerves have kicked in, guys. And you know when you're just tired, you've not had enough sleep, you're feeling very nervous, you're just, you're just not at the top of your game and things are therefore going wrong. And I haven't had a biscuit yet today. I haven't had a cup of tea or coffee. I need to remedy all of this. So the next time I talk to you, Oh, things will be calmer. It'll all be good. You've got, you know, you've got to challenge yourselves. You've got to do these things that take you out of your comfort zone, haven't you? Basically, this afternoon, your girl's going to the BBC. And I, if someone said to me, oh, it's cancelled, it's not happening now, I would be really disappointed. But equally, I'm at that point where, you know, I'm not, I'm not breathing properly. And I need to just, I just need to calm down. It's, I'll just all let it get too much. And there we go. So, yes, this is what's happening today. Your girls on a downward spiral. Things are not good. But I bring you some faves and a flop. There's two faves and one flop. We've got three books today. And let me just tell you what those books are. So the first one is Open Minded by Chloe Seeger and Chloe's coming on. And I really can't wait for you to hear more about uh, this book because I enjoyed it. The next book is The Spy Coast by Tess Gerritsen. And the final book, I'm not going to tell you what that is, actually, until we get to the flop 
the flop element, Flop City, because uh, I don't want to give the game away on that one too much too soon. So let's get started on Open Minded by Chloe Seeger. And let me read you the blurb on this one. After nine years of dating, Holly is sure her boyfriend Will is going to propose. But instead of popping the question, he shocks her by suggesting they open their relationship to date other people. For the last three years, Fliss and her boyfriend Ash have been in a happily open relationship. But now that they're turning 30, he wants to close it, throwing Fliss's whole ethos of living life on her terms rather than society's expectation. When Fliss overhears Holly crying in the toilet during her first date in nine years, they decide to ditch their dates and have dinner together. They strike up an instant friendship with Fliss agreeing to teach Holly everything she knows about being in an open relationship, while Holly, who's been with one person for almost a decade, can help Fliss try monogamy. Fliss is willing to give up dating other people if it means staying with Ash, and Holly's willing to try anything if it means she gets her happy ending with Will. But perhaps both Fliss and Holly will learn there's no one-size-fits-all when it comes to relationships. Why did I enjoy this book? I enjoyed this... I really enjoyed this book. <laughs> I'm, I, I really enjoyed this book. I hadn't read the blurb. I knew I needed to read it because I was interviewing Chloe. So I just jumped in and straight away, I liked the characters. I liked the way it was written. It wasn't one of these books where it's all it's all about the romance. Yes, it is about that. But for me, it was about the characters themselves. I liked the light humour that wove its way through. I liked the other characters and I just found the story very endearing. And yeah, I it, it's really well written. It had the pace to it. Yeah, bravo. Very good. That's all I can say, except let's go and talk to Chloe now. It is my huge pleasure to welcome today Chloe Seeger, whose book is called Open Minded. Chloe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to talk to you, Chloe. I sat down to read this book and I hadn't really read much about the blurb and I'm not one for all types of genres. I loved this book. It had... <laughs> Thank you needed. so much. Really, really Thank good. You. But for those who haven't read the book or heard about it, can you tell us a little bit about the the story? Sure. So it's about two women who were kind of in polar opposite situations. So on the one hand, you've got Holly, who's been with her partner for nine years. Uh, she's turning 30. She thinks he's going to propose, but instead he asks her to be in an open relationship. And then you've got Fliss, also turning 30. Uh, she's been with her partner, Ash, in an open relationship for three years. And one day he surprises her by asking if they can close their relationship. So yeah, as I say, totally different situations and they run into each other in a lady's bathroom where Holly is on her first date in about 10 years. She's really upset and they get talking and kind of agree to, I guess, mentor each other. That's the wrong word, but kind of help each other, you know, in monogamy and non-monogamy and then end up becoming friends. So yeah, in a nutshell, that's what it's about. And for me as well, this book is about the characters. It's about these two women and 
just how they feel about themselves as well and and each other and all that they're going through. Did the two characters come to you both at the same time or how did that story appear to you? Oh, that's an interesting one. I think, how did the characters come to me at the same time? Actually, I think Holly came first. I think if you think about open relationships, Holly's probably the more, the narrative that you your mind goes to, you know, man turning 30, freaking out about getting married, asks reluctant woman <laughs> if he can be in an open relationship. And I think I'd seen a couple of my friends being in open relationships and I was in an open relationship at the time. And actually, I, I hadn't really seen any books that were kind of covering it, um, or at least if they were covering it, it seemed quite negative. Or it kind of seemed like in a very kind of sexy, literary novel. And I hadn't really seen any commercial women's fiction that was covering the subject. So I think because I'd seen like a, a bunch of people go through it and all have very different experiences, I think I thought it would be nice if you had two different perspectives on it, because I think... It, I've never seen it go the same way for any one person. So I guess, yeah, they it kind of started with Holly. In the, and you know, I guess, as I said, I think she's more the, the kind of open relationship story you think of. And then Fliss came to me afterwards and I thought it would be nice to have, yeah, two, as I said, two different perspectives on the same subject kind of coming together. And may I ask, was your experience of an open relationship a positive one? So were you wanting to get that across or were there things that you have experienced that you were like, right, we're, we're addressing this? I think I think it was largely positive, but it was mixed. But as I say, yeah, largely positive. I think probably I still have mixed feelings about it. I, can, I think they can be great, but I think they only work for certain kinds of people and in certain kinds of situations. So I don't know, maybe Holly and Fliss, I think probably like two different sides of me having an argument. And did you plan the whole story out before you started writing it? Did it change? How did you approach it all? Yeah, I did. I, you know, I'm a planner and actually I think I, I, I don't necessarily plan every single bit of the story but I think I know where a character's going to start and where a character's going to end up so I think I knew that I won't give any spoilers but yeah I knew where I wanted both of them to end up it was kind of more just about how they got there and then normally I sit down and I write a synopsis out before I actually write the story I think largely they'll kind of take a few detours the characters on the way but ultimately they, they always end up kind of where where I wanted them to go. And it's fair to say books are very important to you. Your job, you are an agent, I believe, Chloe. It's, uh, yes, I should be bowing and curtsying to you as, as we speak. <laughs> so you must know what makes a good book. And I'm not trying to flatter you. It is a, it is a good book. But you you must know when a book is, is good or not and be able to feed that in. Is it therefore easier for you as an agent to write a book than someone who isn't? I think so, yeah. I think because I spend, as you say, my days looking at synopses and covering letters and reading, it probably helps a lot. I think I think maybe good at looking looking for hooks or, or creating hooks in my books because I know that that's kind of what's needed, I guess, to stand out in a pile. If I'm, I'm looking at 150 a day, I kind of know that it needs a strong hook in order to grab an agent's attention. So 
yeah, it probably does help. I think as well, if you if you spend all day reading, probably just naturally, you just will get better. I also think because I work in children's books specifically, children's books have to be quite concise and quite pacey. And I think that's kind of carried over with me to uh, to uh, into adult books, which actually need don't need to be as pacey because you don't need to hold adults' attention as as much as you do kids. But actually, it's funny because sometimes my editors were like, "You can flesh this out, you know, this scene. It doesn't need to be like bam, bam, bam the whole time." <laughs> and I think that's probably something that's just carried over from from working with books for a younger audience. How interesting! Yes, I can I can see that working. Well, has it affected how you handle authors as well, with you being an author? Yeah, I think I naturally have a, a probably a, a deeper understanding of what they're going through. You know, it, I think a, a lot of agenting is kind of hand-holding and, and you know, dealing with, with people's freakouts. I mean, it's a very vulnerable thing to write a book and put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think being an author as well, it does put me in a unique position. I, I understand. I understand what it feels like. <laughs> Well, it seems like this is a great time for you to read us a little bit uh, from the book. You're going to read a bit from chapter one, part way through. Can you just give us a bit of a an explanation as to what we're going to be hearing? Yeah, sure. So this is a bit of a book where Holly has been taken to a fancy restaurant by her partner and she thinks he's about to propose. And he's not. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Bless. Okay. Will takes a big gulp and then cracks his knuckles. Holly, he says, I actually brought you here because of something I want to talk to you about. My heart flutters. We're diving straight in then. Oh my God, this is actually happening. Except, no, he wants to talk to me about marriage. That doesn't sound right. I don't have time to process because he keeps speaking. You know how we've always said we might want to explore the world? Maybe learn French? Or how you wanted to teach scuba diving? I frown. I might have said those things in passing once upon a time way back in our early 20s when I would still attempt to pull off a beret. But I can't remember having any distinct yearning to teach scuba diving. I've never even been scuba diving. What's he talking about? I don't think I start, but Will cuts me off. He's rocking back and forth in his seat. Do you ever think about those things you really want to do and think, I don't know, that you're running out of time? He's talking quickly and there's a rehearsed cheer to his tone, like he's giving a sales pitch. If I don't teach scuba diving now, then when? I mean, we are turning 30 this year. Again, I'm horribly confused. I'm running out of time to teach scuba diving? Is he suggesting we quit our jobs and move to Hawaii? Do you want to move, I ask? Are you bored of the UK? Well, I... He sighs, looking deeply uncomfortable. I'm not sure now would be the best time to take a sabbatical, I reason. We've both worked so hard to get where we are. You only just got this job. I know it's been stressful, but it'll be worth it. It's your dream company. I think if you left now, you'd regret it. Will looks sheepish. He takes another gulp of champagne. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to leave the country. Oh, then what on earth is he on about? You know how? He falters. I can see him reaching around inside his mind for the right words. You know how we've both always wondered what it would be like to see other people? I feel like I've just been hit in the back of the head with a really fast, hard ball. I was just sitting in a park, basking in the sunshine. It came out of nowhere, and now my ears are ringing and my eyes sting. We have? My voice is small. I'm dazed. I get the sense the ball isn't all that's coming for me. I'm about to step out into the road and get hit by an oncoming bus. Fantastic. Thanks so much for that, Chloe. Did the character stay with you after you'd finished writing this book? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm a very character-led kind of writer and agent, probably. I think for me, loving a book is all about the voice and the people and, and they're kind of what comes first and they're kind of what stay with me afterwards. So yes, definitely. They're still they're still living in my heads. And if you have all these books to look at as an agent, how did you manage to get this book written? Do you write sort of out of hours? Do you not get any sleep? How do you go about that? People always ask me that. I think this this answer would probably make me incredibly unpopular, but I, I just think I'm I'm fairly fast writer, actually. So I write in evenings and weekends. But I think once a story is in my head, it kind of just comes out fairly quickly. I think for me, it's getting an idea that's the thing that takes longer and, and thinking about how it's going to actually get on the page. But then putting it down, once it's all there, it kind of flows relatively quickly. I think it took me about five or six months to get a first draft of this on on kind of evenings and weekends, which is difficult because obviously agenting is not a yes. nine-to-five job. It takes up a lot of time outside of hours as well. Like you've got book launches, you've got um, submissions coming in. We don't really look at submissions on our own time. So, yeah. So I think if I wasn't a fast writer, I don't think it would be possible, basically. <laughs> You just kind of had to do that fast writing in order to get the the book done. How many edits did you have to do? We did quite a few edits, actually, probably more than I was anticipating. And actually, the the storyline with Fliss changed quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And and there was a point. I mean, you've read the book, so she's there's this guy Rowan who's kind of her friend slash lover from from her past. Yes. And in the original draft, she kind of think convince herself she's in love with him which is obviously they're just obviously not and my editor kind of pointed that out and as soon as she said it she was like Fliss is too smart to think this and I was like she is too smart to think this so we kind of had to rewrite that entire storyline so the edits probably ended up taking longer than the first draft actually. And as an agent you must get involved in edits for your authors and you get used to their positive and negative reactions to those edits how how is it for you uh, you know uh, going through the same experience yeah it's interesting because you know you think as an agent you're like oh well I'm not going to need that many edits I do this all the time <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing and then actually when it's your own book it's completely different and it's just you still you need that objective eye to kind of tell you what what's wrong with the book I mean it's so easy for me to look at someone else's book and know what's wrong with it but with your own it's really hard to see the wood for the trees but yeah it is funny being on the other side of it because I think you have that immediate defensive frustration of like no you're wrong and then you sit with it for a bit and then you're like oh no they're right they're right I see it so yeah god bless agents and editors. So when you'd written your first book you're the next author you were dealing with were you like I I share your pain, you know, I know, I understand (laughs) the pain of being an author. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm like, oh God, I don't like to be that person who's like, here, a bunch of work on your precious book. But yeah, it's, it's, it's always better for it in the end. I think the point with agents and editors is they give you these edits. It's because they believe in the book. It's not because they don't like the book. I think sometimes the immediate impulse with, with authors is to think that we're kind of critiquing but we wouldn't be critiquing it and helping if we didn't think it was good 
and that's the point. And I think that for me as an author has been really helpful because I work on the other side of it. I know that actually getting edits is a really good thing and they, they want the book to do to do as well as it can. That's a good point. The the editor, the edits, the agent, you're all there to make the book even better, as you say, because you believe in the book and the and the story. And hopefully you felt that way as well with yours, because I thought Open Minded was great. Are we are we going to see it on a screen somewhere? I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about that. It, it uh, fingers crossed. There's okay. Good, <laughs> there's good news um, in the pipeline, but. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny, though, with the film and TV side, because you can get an option, but that still a million things need to kind of come together in order for it to actually be on screen. But yeah, hopefully that would be great. I would love a series to be made. I can I could see it. I'm not just saying it. You know, again, I love character led books. And and this one, you just was straight away into caring, caring for some of the characters and not caring for others, getting quite cross with others. But uh, yes, uh, that's what the... Yeah, I'm a a fan of an unlikable character. (laughs) That makes sense, yes. That that comes through for some, for some. So do you you have a a notepad? Do you have Chloe's notepad of book ideas? Are you always getting ideas? Or when you get one idea, is that it, focused, book done? Yeah, you know what? I'm not always getting ideas at all. No, it's it's very much one idea, then I'll write it and then be, uh, you know, terribly afraid until the next one arrives. So <laughs> I've I've just handed in my book two in this contract and I don't have any other ideas at the moment. I'm sure one will come. But yeah, I'm not like some of my authors who have seem to have about 10 ideas a week. <laughs> I think as well, because it's Kind of, because um, my writing is so character led, I feel like the the people kind of come up first, and it takes it takes a little while. Yes, are you ever tempted to write a book about the characters of the authors that you're dealing with and the publishing <laughs> world? No, I would never want to write a book about the publishing world. <laughs> I think I I can barely even read books about the publishing world. It's just too close. But you know, and you, you, some of the portrayals are very scarily accurate. But then, you know, the other day I wa- I rewatched the proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds, and the the kind of depiction of publishing is so wildly inaccurate. But I was thinking, God, I hope that's not, you know, because I've written Holly. She works in fashion. I was like, I bet there are probably going to be a bunch of fashion people reading this book screaming. That's not how it is. In my it's head, fiction, it's just the devil wears Prada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fiction exactly it's a good story and that's what we want uh, yeah uh, absolutely well we come to a very important question chloe on this podcast the last question but the most crucial one so you know please take time to think about the answer for this and that is what biscuit was powering the writing of open-minded what is your biscuit of choice <laughs> You know, I'm so sorry. I don't really like biscuits. My writing snack is Malwam. I have like, oh. I have packet after packet of Malwam. And I specifically like the orange ones. And my partner, bless him, he's so sweet. He orders me these like industrial size packets of just the orange flavoured Malwams. Oh. <laughs> and they just, yeah, keep on coming. So that that's what powered and why I did. Fair enough. Well, less crumbs than a biscuit, but you can't dunk them into your cup of tea or I imagine yeah. you can't yeah exactly well it's just great to talk to you and hear more about open-minded Chloe Seeger thank you so much thanks so much for having me it's been really fun coming up 
two book reviews, one fave and one flop. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So let's talk about the next book I want to review. My goodness, I loved this book, The Spy Coast by Tess Gerritsen. Okay, for blurb, Philippa, do that before you start going on and on about this brilliant book. Okay, here we go. Maggie Bird is many things, a chicken farmer, a good neighbour, a seemingly average retiree living in the seaside town of Purity. She's also a great shot and she never talks about her past. But when an unidentified body is left on Maggie's driveway, she knows it's a calling card from old times. It's been 15 years since the failed mission that ended her career as a spy and cost her far more than her job. Step forward, the Martini Club, Maggie's book group to anyone who asks, and a cohort of former spies behind closed doors. With the help of her old friends and always one step ahead of the persistent local cop, Maggie might be able to save the life she's built. Shall we go for first sentence? I think we should. Chapter one, Diana, Paris, 10 days earlier. She used to be the golden girl, how things have changed, she thought, staring in the mirror. Her hair, once artfully streaked with sun-kissed highlights, was now what could be only described as dead mouse brown. It was the most unobtrusive shade of hair colour she could find on the shelves at the Monoprix, where she'd gone shopping after a neighbour mentioned that a man had been asking about her. Now, this book 
It's fantastic. I believe it's the start of a series. What I loved about it, um, um, among many things, is that with these elements, you think retired spies, book club, um, martini club. It sounds like it's cosy crime and it's not. So for me, it was just winning because it's got the elements I love, but it was it was more gutsy. Oh, just thought it was phenomenal. I loved Maggie's character. I love the other characters as well. It's superbly written. I really mean that. I was into the book straight away and I didn't want to look up until I had finished it. It is written in a sophisticated way. And I don't mean that in a, you know, oh, you need a degree to read it. No, it's it's written by someone who knows how to write a story. And I think it's one that I think it's one that everyone would enjoy because it's got every element in. So if you're someone who likes crime books, full crime books, you're going to love it. I think if you've just dipped your toe into the cosy crime books, this is this is the transition for you. You're in good hands here. It's well written, well laid out, good characters, but it's it's got this sort of rough edge to it, the rawness of what happens, some awful things, guts and gore. And yeah, bravo. Absolutely bravo. I think you can tell that I like that book quite a bit. The book I didn't like, and I'm going to make enemies here because I am one of the few and far between, I think, on this planet who don't like the book, is Chain Gang All-Stars by Nana Kwame Ajay Brenya. Now, I'd heard about this book and I thought, this sounds a bit of me. It's set in a prison, it's dystopian, people are having to fight to get freedom, you can place bets on it, it it's televised. It just sounded a bit of me. And yet, I didn't get on with it. Let me read you the blurb on this one. Welcome to Chain Gang All-Stars, the popular and highly controversial programme inside America's prison system. In packed arenas watched by millions of live stream viewers, prisoners compete as gladiators for the ultimate prize, their freedom. Fan favourites Loretta Thurwall and Hamara Hurricane Stack Stacker are teammates and lovers. Thurwall is nearing the end of her time on the circuit, free in just a few matches, a fact she carries as heavily as her lethal hammer. As she prepares for her final encounters, as protesters gather at the gates and as the programme's corporate owners stack the odds against her, will the price be simply too high? Let's do first sentence of this. The freeing of Melancholia Bishop. She felt their eyes, all those executioners. Welcome, young lady, said Mickey Wright, the premier announcer for Chain Gang All-Stars, the crown jewel in the criminal action penal entertainment programme. Why don't you tell us your name? His high boots were planted in the turf of the battleground, which was long and green, stroked with cocaine-white hash marks like a divergent football field. It was Super Bowl weekend, a fact that Wright was contractually obligated to mention between every match that evening. You know my name. You see, I've just read that and it makes me want to read it again now. I, 
I couldn't connect with this book. I couldn't, I didn't feel for the characters. There was so much action and not enough characters. And I am realising how much of a character obsessive I am. And I think that's the case with some of the different genres as well, whether it's fantasy, sci-fi, history. If if you lead me into the character, then I can, I, I'm in. But if you're just throwing lots of information at me and it's a genre I'm not reading proficiently, then I struggle a bit more with it. I really want to, I'm keeping hold of this book. I'm not letting go of it because I will come back to it. But it just didn't work for me. I, I tell you, there are so many people raving about this book that it, I'm sure it's just me. Let me know. Have you read this book? What did you think? I just struggle city for Philippa on this one. It just, yeah, it didn't work for me. But as I say, I'll be holding on to it and you never know. But those are the books for today. So what have we featured? We have featured Open Minded by Chloe Seeger. And Chloe very kindly came on, even on a day where I'm having a complete mind melt. Chloe came on, very patiently talked to me about her brilliant book. Then we also had The Spy Coast by Tess Gerritsen. My goodness, get a copy of that book. And then Chain Gang All Stars, which which wasn't, it didn't work for me. I'm sorry. But as I say, I'm holding on to it. I will try reread. You never know. The premise of it, I loved. I just, I didn't get on with it when I was reading it. But there we go. Those are your books. That's what's happening. When I speak to you next week, I will be calm and cool and collected. Everything will be in order or will be well. I hope you look after yourselves. Look after yourself more than I'm looking after myself at the moment. If I survive the day, it'll be a miracle. There we go. Just look after yourselves and I'll talk to you very soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one, ever. See you again soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.